0: It's our job to tell better stories. And always remember, it's the risk takers that are rewarded. People are sick and tired of being marketed to, and they're sick and tired of being sold. The single biggest story today in sales and marketing is how our customers are buying
1: differently. Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Growth Hub podcast brought to you by SaaS marketing agency, Advanced B2B. It's your host, Edward Ford, and joining us today is Dave Gerhardt, Director of Marketing at Drift. Drift is helping to reinvent modern marketing and sales software through messaging, and the platform connects your business with your best leads in real time, essentially acting as a virtual assistant for your website. Since Dave joined Drift, over 40,000 businesses have signed up to use the product. Their blog traffic has grown from zero to 100,000 views per month, and Dave also launched their Seeking Wisdom podcast, which is now downloaded over 16,000 times each month. In this episode, I caught up with Dave to hear about a decision Drift made to kill all of their lead forms and what effect this had on their lead gen, marketing performance, and business growth. In addition to this, Dave talks to us about how Drift distinguishes between marketing growth and sales, and how they operate their growth funnel without generating leads through forms and gated content. How marketers can make their growth funnels more conversational, human, and shorter. How bots can supplement your marketing team and keep the conversation going 24-7 the importance of podcasting and how to exploit opportunities where your competitors aren't, as well as what Dave sees on the horizon when it comes to B2B SaaS marketing. And make sure you stay tuned for the end of the episode where Dave shares his best piece of advice for fellow SaaS growth leaders. So here is episode eight of the Growth Hub podcast with Dave Gerhardt, Director of Marketing at Drift. So welcome to the show, everyone, and uh, welcome to the Growth Hub podcast, Dave Gerhardt, Director of Marketing at Drift.
0: That's me. Yeah. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, man. We're super excited to have you on the show. Um, and actually, when we when we started the uh, podcast series, we were listing people and companies who we would love to have on the show one day. And uh, Drift was definitely on that list and, and yourself, Dave, was, was also on that list. So this is actually very, very cool that, that we have you here. Um, and I was thinking we could start things off by, by hearing a little more about drift and what it is you're actually doing there.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I do marketing at a company that sells marketing software, which is the most fun thing that, that I could be doing, uh, as somebody who loves marketing and, uh, you know, at Drift, our, our software helps marketing teams generate more leads uh, and sales teams book more meetings. And we do that through messaging. So instead of traditional uh, marketing automation products that kind of rely on forms and email follow-up, um, Drift is all about conversations and having conversations with the people who are live on your website. So we've, been, we've spent a lot of time uh, talking about messaging and, and conversations and and forms and really just trying to rethink Uh, rethink marketing and sales software for the way that uh, people actually buy today.
1: Yeah, and actually that's sort of the core content of today's podcast is about forms and conversations and uh, sort of big decision you guys made about a year ago. But before we move into that, let's, let's just briefly talk about marketing and growth. So You're director of marketing at Drift, and your colleague, Kevin Karner, is head of growth. And obviously, these two disciplines are extremely tightly connected. So how do you actually distinguish between the two at Drift and like, what is on marketing's responsibility, what is on growth's responsibility, and also how does sales fit into this picture?
0: Yeah. So, so Kevin actually, uh, is interesting because he's, he's actually, he's focused on, on sales and we don't actually have a formal growth team here. And that's part of the reason uh, I'm sure we might one day, but really because, um, engineering and product is kind of like our, our DNA as a company, Um uh, both David and Elias, the Drift founders are, are, you know, are both engineers by trade. And so I think that's kind of embedded into the DNA of, um, of our company and so lucky for me as a marketing person who's not technical, there's uh, there's always resources for me here. Um, but uh, you know, as far as how we work together, I think it really comes down to our business model and so we have this uh, freemium business model. And so marketing's goal is to really get people to our website and to get them to sign up for our product. And then that product kind of takes everything uh, from post sign up on onto, you know, becoming, uh, becoming a customer as far as inside the product goes. So that, that's made it really easy to align kind of roles and responsibilities because the goal is to get somebody to actually use our product, which makes it really simple.
1: Yeah. And actually the sort of big, big topic then for today is really tied to that about getting people to sign up uh, ultimately for, for your product. Um, and, a key part of the marketing playbook. And and this is not just SaaS but B2B in general has been gated content as a driver of lead generation. But actually just over a year ago, you chose to kill all your lead forms at drift and you made all your content truly open and free. So that's a big decision. So firstly, why did you do that?
0: It's funny. The, the whole conversation goes back to like, I was, I was just at my apartment and I got a call from David, our, our CEO and he just was like, we should stop doing gated content. And I was like, wait, what? That's that's where our, that's where all of our that's where our leads come from. Like, what do you want? What am I supposed to do if I can't if I can't do this? Uh, and he ended up telling me this great story, which you know kind of punched me right in the gut, and I I totally agreed with. And it's basically like marketing has kind of lost its way a little bit. And because of marketing software, we we all kind of like over-rotated too too much. So marketing went from 10, 15 years ago to being like, okay, your job as a marketing person was to get conversations started. It was to help the sales team with messaging, positioning, create decks, uh, open the door, start conversations. And then we over-rotated to be like, marketing was all about generating leads and MQLs. And so marketing marketing teams would basically just do what they could to kind of game the system and get people to fill out forms because those were MQLs at a lot of companies. And so what we started to realize though is like, that's not... That's not what I do. Yesterday, actually, there's a company um, I wanted to go look at this deck that that uh, is this really well-known sales deck, and I wanted to go look at it because I, I hadn't seen it in a while. And I went to go get it, and there was a form on it, and so I really wanted it, so I filled out the form, and I got the deck. And then five minutes later, I'm not kidding, I was walking to a meeting, and I got a phone call, and I didn't answer it because I don't answer I don't answer phone calls from numbers that I don't know. Um, and I actually try to avoid talking on the phone just in, ge- in general, right? Um, and, and then so I got an email and I checked my email after the meeting and it said, uh, you know, hey, Dave, I just tried to call you. Uh, saw you just downloaded the, you know, this sales deck, you know, would love to tell you more. And I was just like, this is everything that we've talked about boiled down into this one thing. I was not a- at all interested in buying. I had no intent. And the, the content wasn't even like bottom of the funnel content. It's basically... A nice looking deck and this sales rep called me and then emailed me like that's not a I'm not a lead that's not a good lead and that's exactly what you know what is wrong and the reason why we decided to get rid of that um, on top of that like the way that you and I buy is I can listen to if I didn't work at drift I could listen to the podcast I could watch a video I could go to the blog I could um, you know, follow us on Twitter. I could go read reviews that other people have written online, and I could find all that stuff out before ever talking to somebody on our sales team. So why gate all the content? I want our stuff to spread as wide as possible. I want as many eyeballs on it, and then the right people come to us and say, "Hey, I saw that thing that you wrote I'm interested. I'm here now. let's talk
1: yeah and I guess this obviously must have dramatically changed the entire dynamic of your growth funnel because like you said this that's where your leads came from before you made this decision um so after making this choice you no longer have those contacts coming in via the lead form so as a result of this what what did you actually do well, how did you change and what other modifications did you have to make to your growth funnel
0: yeah so it really just became about driving conversations and so drift you know our product is on every piece of content that we make and anybody can come in and start a conversation. So it really became about creating content that was designed to get people to start conversations. Uh, and, and inside of drift, you can actually, um, use links to open up the widget to have conversations from, from, uh, from any piece of content. And so all the, all the CTAs on our blog posts say like, Hey, click here. If you want to, if you want to start a conversation and they take somebody right into a conversation. So it becomes less about gating it and it becomes more about, Hey, you can read this thing. And if you liked it, we can then have a conversation about it, which I think is, is the way that you and I like to like to buy. And and it also just gets our stuff out there more. And so everything becomes about getting uh, people to to have conversations with us as opposed to filling out a form.
1: Yeah. So when contacts or leads are now coming into you, do they go straight to the sales? I guess they're bypassing marketing now. Uh, How does that work?
0: Yeah. So, so it depends. There's, there's a bunch of different criteria that, that we have, uh, for leads. They don't, they don't always get right into nurturing because that would be, um, they get, they get, they get marketing nurturing, but it would, it wouldn't be a great experience for somebody to come in and sign up like I had with that deck and immediately go into sales nurturing. So we have different streams based on where, uh, you know, where different people are coming from and and what they're doing. So, you know, if you just came to our blog and you subscribe there, that you wouldn't get put into sales nurturing, right? But if you sign up for our product, uh, the first thing that you would get is like, you know, hey, here's, uh, you know, here's two, here's two tips about integrating Drift with Slack, right? You'd get those types of product onboarding emails, and then of course, like if you had created a Drift account, you were using our product, and you visited our pricing page, then uh, those are the opportunities where you would, you would probably hear from our sales team.
1: Yeah, and and once you had actually made this change uh, how long did it take you to go fully form free? Was it, was it sort of an overnight thing or did it take some time?
0: No, it was overnight. And, and, you know, because, because it was the beginning, it was in the early days of starting drift. And so we didn't have a lot of uh, kind of muscle memory that we had to retrain, right? Like, um, of course, if this was a company with, you know, $50 million in revenue and a marketing team of, of 50 people, um, and, you know, hundreds of thousands of customers, like, of course, I, I understand that you, that you would be like, you know, if your CEO called you one day and said, no more lead forms, you would want to be like, oh, let's actually, let's test into this a little bit more. Um, But the bigger thing, and this is the advice that we give to people that are thinking about Drift from a customer's perspective is that like, we talk about no forms, but the the reality of of it is that you don't have to replace your forms. It's really just using messaging in addition to forms, right? That's the best way for people to start because what you're doing is you're giving people a fast lane right to your business, uh, depending on what they're interested in. And so an example that I'll give you is like, um, I've been trying to, to move off of the webinar software that we're using here at drift. And I just Googled, you know, webinar, best webinar software. And I, I came to a bunch of sites and three out of the four companies said, Hey, fill out this form and contact sales. Uh, one of the companies was actually using drift. Right. And this isn't even a plug, but like I, instead of having to wait to hear back from them, I, I went to their website. I said, hey, just curious, does this integrate with X, Y, and Z? And uh, how many seats do I get on this plan? And somebody replied to me instantly and instantly I said, great. And I bought. Versus the other companies, I was still waiting to hear back three, three days later. And so I'm already gone off that person's website. And so really what, what having messaging on the site gives somebody the ability to do is you get a fast lane right to the team as opposed to having to wait. And we we did a secret shopper uh, survey at Direct, where we went out to uh, about 400 B2B SaaS companies and we filled out forms in their websites in the middle of the day um, on, you know, whether it was request a trial, request a demo, um, you know, sign up for the product and, and that stuff. And, and 93% of those people didn't respond within the first five minutes and over half of them didn't respond after a week. And so that's the reality of it. Like we live in this on demand world where we can find everything, anything out on our own. But then there's so many businesses out there where you basically hurry up and wait once you get to their website.
1: Yeah. And if we think about this, so the move from more of a monologue to a dialogue, so having chats conversations, if you're working in a small marketing team, perhaps you have limited resources. How do you provide this service 24 seven?
0: Um, Great question. Thanks for teaming me up, um, but, but it's, 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 uh, so this is where, this is where chatbots are are a real thing. And I think, you know, we live in a world of like, there's a lot of hype in the marketing world, but from a, from a sales and marketing perspective, you being able to use bots and chat bots specifically are, are, are a real superpower for your marketing team. Because of course, like there's a reason why those companies didn't respond within five minutes because they're not going to hire people to just sit there and wait. Um, but using bots, you can basically automate the whole top half of your funnel. And so, why it's kind of ridiculous that a BDR or an SDR has to say, "Hey, where? Hey, where are you coming from? How did you find us? Uh, how many people are at your company? Uh, do you have budget? What role are you?" Those are all things that a bot can ask in in literally seconds inside of a conversation. So, um, the way that we use them at Drift is the bots kind of handle all that stuff, and then our sales team comes in when that lead has either been qualified or somebody has raised their hand and said, I, I want a demo right now. So the sales team loves it because they don't have to deal with any of that kind of like digital paperwork that comes with using, you know, a lot of the traditional products out there. And they can just focus on what they're really good at, which is getting on the phone and selling.
1: Yeah. And and if we just move on to the the results of this, so you decided to scrap all the forms, you, you went, you know, fully all in on, on open, transparent content. So let's talk about the results and what effect did this actually have on your marketing performance and and your KPIs and your overall growth?
0: Yeah. I mean, this is the one question that everybody wants, but, but again, like it's not, it's not that we like AB tested this against forms. This is just, this is just how we've done business since day one at Drift. Um, And I think things are going well here. (laughs) So (laughs) like, like that's, that's kind of my, you know, I'm sorry that I don't have the sexy, like we, we tested this versus form, but you know i can tell you that our customers that are doing this have have been able to double and triple the number of qualified inbound leads that they're getting and you know we've been able to see our sales cycles that drift are are now in in days because people come to the website ask three questions get on a demo and they buy
1: yeah and uh, do you actually think that that this strategy would be applicable to all types of b2b saas companies so from the direct self service uh, freemium businesses like yourself all the way through to very heavy, high touch enterprise sales.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I, that's the one question that I get a lot is I get a lot of emails from people and they're like, you know, I, I like what you guys are doing, and, but, but we have a really, you know, we have really high, uh, high, you know, high ACV average contract value and we have a really long sales cycle. So I'm not sure how this fits with us. And I'm like, that actually would be more important. This is a more, more reason why, right? If it's going to be a bigger deal, if it's going to be a longer sales cycle, chances are that you're building a real relationship with somebody. So if you're building that real relationship with somebody, wouldn't you want to give them an experience where you can, they can just message you in real time and have that conversation. And so that's kind of the way that, you know, the way that I explain that. And even bigger than that, drift has a, you know, the stuff that we're talking about drift can be really applied to any business with a website. So sure, B2B SaaS companies are, you know, where we're spending a lot of time uh talking. But the reality of it is if you're any business with a website, this is the way that people prefer to communicate with you.
1: Yeah. And and actually I think this is becoming more and more of a common phenomenon. So recently, Chant Mogul, for example, they announced that they were scrapping their forms, they were opening up all their content at least. And this is actually how we ended up getting in touch having this discussion on Twitter. Um, But if we just think about this and and all the things that we've discussed, where do you actually see B2B SaaS marketing going in the future?
0: Yeah, I, I, this is something that I've been thinking about a lot. And um, I think the future is like the website is site. Like the importance of website and B2B is just going to become less important Um, because the way that people buy, like, there, there's just so many other places people will find out about you before going to your website. I think the days of like, I'm going to go to this website. I'm going to dig through pages and pages of content. Okay. Now I get what these guys do. Those days are are over, right? Like I think of, oh, I heard some interesting person on a podcast. So I read this blog post. Um, I saw this, I saw somebody say this on Twitter. I follow this person on Instagram and they mentioned this other person. Like we find so many things out before we come to somebody's website. And so I think it's really about like replicating your story across so many different channels, across messaging, across video, across website, across blog, um, than it is about you know really making sure that your website is the hub for all of this activity and being able to have conversations with people across all those channels um, wherever they want to be. I think one of my biggest frustrations as a, as a person who spends a lot of time working on podcasts is that there isn't a lot of insight into who's listening. There isn't a direct connection you know, from a marketing perspective, to those people, um, and so that's just like one example where, like, so many—I know that thousands of people every month consume our podcast at Drift, but there's no way for them to like message us during during a podcast. But that—that's a channel that I think, just to give you one example of, like, where I think this this thing is going. You know, you add that onto the fact that more people are using voice to search. I think there, there's just so many different ways that people are going to find out about your business than there used to be.
1: Yeah, and actually discussing about the the different channels and you mentioned podcasts of course this is a podcast and one thing i want to ask you is is that you yourself are a bit of a podcast pro so you actually started the tech in boston podcast which was a side project you wrote a really great article on medium about that and that resulted in i believe over 60,000 downloads from listeners in the boston tech community this then Got you a gig at HubSpot, where you launched the Growth Show, which became, I believe, the most popular business podcast on iTunes with over half a million listeners. And and now at Drift, you have the Seeking Wisdom podcast that you do with with uh, Drift CEO David Cancel, and mm. you know you have a lot of episodes there, a lot of listeners per month. So uh, if we think back to killing those lead forms and, and building up that voice across different channels, how important are actually podcasts becoming to marketing growth nowadays?
0: Yeah, I I think they're important. And I, I'm a big fan, obviously. But um, I've actually I've been I, I think, I think it's bad advice to just have everybody go start a podcast. I think what's what we're seeing now is like podcasts are kind of like the new blogs where every B2B company is like, Oh, you know, 10 years, five, 10 years ago, it's like, well, we need to have a blog. Now everybody's like, we need a podcast. And, and I, I don't necessarily agree with that approach. Because I think there's just so much noise. I, I podcast like two, three years ago. It was awesome because there wasn't so many of them. Now I can't even keep up. Everybody has a podcast. Everybody can, which is amazing, right? Anybody can publish. It's the same power that happened to the to, you know, to blogging and kind of like Web 2.0. Um, but I think it all comes back to like the same thing. Every marketing, like marketers, just ruin every channel because we just like get leads out of it, right? We we don't want to create a brand. And so I think it all comes back to storytelling and and building a brand. And this is something that, you know, I'm really passionate about um, personally. And, and, and we really talk a lot about at Drift, which is like, regardless of the channel, the number one thing that you can do today is, is to build a brand. And, And, and the reason why is because you need to build that like emotional connection and emotional moat with your audience, because Everyone has a podcast. Everyone has a blog. Every product's features are pretty much the same, right? Of course, we could split hairs and talk about how is uh, HubSpot different than Marketo? How is Drift different than Intercom? Like, wh- whatever company that you want to say. How is Slack different than HipChat? Um, how is MailChimp different than Constant Contact, right? All these businesses, at, at their core, right? At their core, the features are, are very similar. It really comes down to like, how can you build a brand that has that emotional connection with people that are that 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 make them want to raise their hand and say "No, this is the brand that i 'm choosing to work with because I, I I believe what they believe
1: Yeah, I actually saw a few posts in a video this week about the fact that marketers just ruin everything for everyone, so we're kind of to blame for for all that, but actually <laughs> uh, if, if we think about drift and, and your plans for the future, can you give us any insight or ideas on on what you guys are thinking about doing you know? For the rest of this year or 2018 and beyond when it comes to your own marketing
0: yeah so so for the rest of this year i think the thing that i'm i am the most bullish on is seeking wisdom which is our our podcast um at drift and you know we're starting to focus a lot more time there um david and i are our ceo it kind of just started organically we we're having all these conversations about what we were learning things we were reading and uh you know internally and, and him and i have very different perspectives on things because he you know, he's just a he's a an OG. He's been in this industry for for 15, 20 years. He's built five companies. I'm somebody who's you know earlier in my career, still still learning and still figuring my way around. And so we're able to talk about things from two different perspectives. And so anyway, long story short, the podcast has grown. It's become popular, uh, and now we're really seeing that every every candidate that we talk to that comes into Drift to to you know want to work here, uh, every new customer, they're all mentioned Seeking Wisdom. Oh, I listen to podcasts. Oh, I listen to podcasts. And there's really something there that that we want to tap into and, and double down on. And so um, that's where I'm going to be spending a lot of my time in the next year. And then the, the more recent thing is that we're actually launching our first event. It's called Hypergrowth. Um, and It's here in Boston on Monday, September 25th. And we're bringing together uh, a thousand marketing and sales people for for our first annual conference, and so, you know, I'm having to learn a whole new set of of skills and, and build up some new muscle around uh, event marketing and getting people to you know to come pack the house.
1: Yeah, it's almost like you forget that there are these face-to-face events. We're so, you know, involved in all the new tools and digital uh, happenings around marketing that a good old event is is actually still very very effective. So you said that's 25th of September in, Yes. in Boston. Okay, so anyone who's listening around the Boston area then definitely need to check that out. Um, and actually, I think what we could do now is move on to the, the final two questions. A lot of really good discussion there, but if we just move on to the final two questions that we actually ask all our guests here on the Growth Hub podcast. And the first one would be, if you could only pick five tools to help you in your work, what five would you pick?
0: Five five is a lot. I don't want to pick. Okay. Five. I don't know okay. about five. Um hmm. I don't I don't I I don't like I I hate tossing out tossing out <laughs> vendor vendor names. It just becomes like a, what are you guys using? Who are you using? So um I would say for me it's it's less about the tools and more about I'm really, I'm really bullish on, on podcasts, um, uh, really bullish on video and specifically, uh, Instagram and Instagram stories. I, I think that that's actually something that like, if I could hire right now, if I could hire somebody full time at drift on in marketing to own Instagram, that would actually be something that we would do.
1: Okay. All right. So video podcasts and then Instagram, mm. the one tool you name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And, uh, actually then if, if, if we actually move on to the, the final question we have, and, and this is. Uh, what would be the one piece of advice that you would share with fellow SaaS growth leaders?
0: I would say, don't do what everybody else is doing. And that is like, seems like obvious advice, but just, just, look, just look, right? Everyone does Facebook ads. Everyone has a website. Everyone has an email list. Everyone has a blog. Um, I think you know, the, the whole point of marketing is to go where people are. And so it, it's easy to, you know, figure out where those places people are and, and try to get there, but there's so much, you know, so much value in being early on, on new channels. And this is something that, you know, I, I learned a lot from, from Mike Volpe who was the CMO at HubSpot and, and my boss for a little bit. And, and one of our, uh, a mentor to us and advisor at Drift, like he was so successful because he pushed his team to just try everything and you know you need to build a culture that is like up for testing a bunch of different new channels even if they sound completely crazy so that could be nobody's doing webinars in your industry do a webinar nobody's doing meetups nobody's doing video nobody's on instagram like there's so much opportunity to to do that and even if i just think about like my own thing i was the only person who had a podcast in boston about startups in boston i was able to build like a moat around that and that was my competitive advantage as a person and so the same thing applies to your business it's it's not always about thinking about where everybody is but what are the opportunities and so one of my favorite exercises to do is like go and look at your top two or three competitors make a list of all the places that they are strong uh, blog whether that's blog email whatever and then see what holes they have maybe they're not running events maybe they're not you know doing anything on video maybe they've never gone and sponsored other people's podcasts. And so I think it's all about finding channels like that, that you can, you know, you can really be early on um, and, and, you know, and exploit because that's, that's what it is. The, the reason why people got 90% open rates in, you know, the, the early days of the internet is because nobody was on email.
1: Exactly. So finding the stuff that no one else is doing and doing that. Hey, Dave, thanks so much for joining us. It's been really, really awesome having you on the show today.
0: Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, good to see you fighting the the good fight for for marketing and B2B marketing out there. That
1: was Dave Gerhardt of Drift. And make sure you check out drift.com. And you can also follow Dave on Twitter at Dave Gerhardt. That's at D-A-V-E-G-E-R-H-A-R-D-T. And you can find all the links to the articles and the hypergrowth event we discussed in the episode description on the Growth Hub blog. So thank you again for listening to the Growth Hub podcast brought to you by SaaS marketing agency, Advanced B2B. And make sure you check out the Growth Hub at advancedb 2 bcom slash the Growth Hub for more content and resources on everything B2B SaaS growth. It's our
0: job to tell better stories. And always remember,
1: i customer.